What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Mediaverse Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Licardo, and joining with me, as always, is a Sacred Skull. How you doing, Sacred? I am doing good. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, so just right off, obviously we know episode is obviously off by a week, if you didn't see on Twitter. We essentially delayed this episode to guarantee uh, both of us finished Spider-Man 2 and we'd be able to discuss it more in kind of a holistic view and not just like half of it and then wait two more weeks to discuss another half. Just seemed a little better to give the extra week. Yeah, for sure. Um, well worth so, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's gonna be our <laughs> ending discussion. So yeah. stay with it. We're hoping this is not another uh, like almost two hour episode. We're we're trying to bring in the time a little yeah. bit. So we're getting we're gonna get going right away. Um, we're gonna actually talk about Daredevil to start off. So Daredevil: Born Again is going through some issues right now. It definitely is. Yeah. So it got delayed. Basically. Almost essentially the version we knew canceled. Yep. And now it's got some new showrunners attached to it. I believe like the producer of the Punisher series yep. is attached to it. Um Which is I an interesting who choice. Else was attached to it. Um That was the only one I remembered. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it me. up. But kind of what how are you feeling about this? Uh, I um, situation with Daredevil. I think it all bodes badly for the show. Um, I think the only positive thing that I've heard about this show is that the main actors are coming back, and uh, uh, that's about it, really. I, I mean, I, I, I loved Netflix's Daredevil series. I think it's probably one of the best Marvel shows ever made. Um, but. I don't know. I don't. I feel like there's so much that could go right with the show, but there's also just so much that's popping up that's making it seem like there's so much that can go wrong with the show. Yeah. So. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap it up, it is. Yeah, it's the executive producer from Netflix's Punisher series. Okay. Uh, and then they also got directors from season two of Loki and Moon Knight. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that that was kind of because I was like I knew there was more. I knew the executive producer from Punisher was the big one, but I was like I knew that they hired some directors from something as well. I just couldn't remember where. So yeah, Loki and Moon Knight. I I'm with you though. Like it's uh, getting the actors back is great. I think where they're trying to do this weird, it's not a continuation of the Netflix show, but it kind of is. Is where some of this issue is coming from. Just yeah. let it be a continuation of the Netflix show. Yeah. Like, j- just, I think that would be your easiest option. It's not like those Netflix shows weren't completely in the MCU, like, completely out of the MCU. Back when those were first come out, there were references to them in the MCU. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, just let the, that story be there. Yeah. I that agree. Stuff's, that stuff's on Disney Plus now also, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. So it's just like, why why not? Just let that. Those was those were good shows. They were. I like just, them. Yeah, just let them be the canon and just move forward. And if you want to tell a Daredevil story, and maybe the... And we can maybe talk about this in the Loki episode. Um, 
maybe it doesn't need to be 18 episodes as well. Maybe you do cut it back into one of the shores. Eh, maybe not six episodes, but you know, there's, eight, there's to, a, eight to 10 could be good. There's a, yeah, there's yeah. a middle ground. You can tell yeah. a good story. You can continue it from where it was left off and move forward. For sure. Um, but who knows when we'll ever see this because Marvel's just backlogged. Yeah. Forever, so, yeah. Um, disappointing because, yeah, Charlie Cox is great and I'd amazing. See more Charlie Cox. Yeah. And, um, I can't remember his name, but, uh, Wilson Fisk, his actor. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Great actor. Yeah. Just not, just not hot guy Wilson Fisk. Yeah. I, I, funny enough, so this is talking about, I didn't think like it was the worst thing ever, like what, he, when he came in. Yeah. But it's just like, it, yeah, it wasn't the Daredevil, like Wilson Fisk completely. It's just like, don't go that far away. I understand yeah. you want to Disney-fy them a little bit, Disney, but we don't have to go that far. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, well, let's get into, we got two pretty meaty topics here. And like I said, we're, we're going to try and keep this not two hours yes, long. Um, so let's jump into Loki. Okay. Last we talked, we had watched episode one. Yep. Uh, we both loved that premiere. We've had three episodes since. How are you liking the show? Uh, it's peak MCU for me. Um, it continues to get better and better per episode for me. Um, I feel like cinematography is amazing. Set work and design and costume and everything's great. Uh, acting, phenomenal. I mean, I have, I have one issue with the acting. So okay, we'll discuss that. No, go for, go for it. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just, I mean, come right. I don't like Jonathan Major's performance in the show. Really? Yeah, I, I think I, he's killing it. The Victor Timely like way he was acting and the like. I think in the more recent episodes when he wasn't when it, it wasn't the Chicago episode where they introduced the Victor Timely. Yeah. I, I so episode four. I think episode four he was great. Okay, I, I liked that. But in episode three, it just—it's a choice. He's making a creative choice, but I don't—I don't think it's hitting. And I know there's a wide amount of people that are kind of feeling that same way as well. It's a pretty big sentiment of people not liking this portrayal. Okay, and it's a little bit of a worry that I've actually had since the Quantum Mania and credit sequence. Because you could tell in that that when he was doing the Council of Kings, and in particular um, the three main kings, yeah, um, that he was doing some very out there choices for these different interpretations, and it's—I just don't know how well they're all going to can hit. They're kind of—it didn't—it it didn't, it didn't vibe with me when he was first on screen. Like okay. I said, once he gets to the TVA, it kind of tones down a bit. It kind of yeah. gets a bit more normalized. It, it feels better there. Like, it's not as over-the-top and ridiculous and feels out of place. Which, I, I understand, like, he's it's from the 30s or whatever, and it should right. feel a little out of place, but it felt too out of place. Okay. I, I just, I, I don't like the choice that was made. I think for the reasons that you don't like it, I think are the reasons that I like it. And I think it's the strangeness and that out, that out, like out there type of approach for it for the character is why I, I think it's really cool, and I think it's a good performance. But I can completely understand the other side of the spectrum for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, like I said, and I, I understand like liking it. I just and I guess a worry in my head, and it's just continuing from that quantum mania is if Jonathan Majors is to continue in this role. Yeah. How ridiculous are these kings gonna get? I think pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and and, I, and that's the issue yeah. though, is I, I think that's then we're gonna start trending toward more Taika Waititi Thor Love and yeah. Thunder territory with some of the performances than Josh Brolin, Thanos. Yeah. Which is I the level we can get. Jonathan yeah. Majors is the kind of actor that can give that threatening like we haven't seen that in any king yet though which is for sure but i i think there's i think with all of that like so many kang's possibilities of like being played you know i think there's always an option for like serious ones and then less serious ones and goofy goofy serious like jokingly killing people you know whatever and then you can get to like the really silly people like victor timely ish and like i think having that full range is kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time um i think it could be really cool to see a bunch of different characters played by the same guy and see what they do with it but it could also be the problem yeah i feel like they should still be somewhat similar though if they're yeah. the same person the with same the person. same yeah. goals, they all want to take over. They should have some similarity, and I feel like it's he's he's making actor choices and he's being a making just really out there choices because he's an actor. He could do that, and this is the kind of character he is. But it feels like someone didn't tell him, yeah, that might not be the best one. Gotcha. Because maybe we workshop this, or maybe we try and make it so they're more unique, or like they don't have to be that unique, and they maybe should be more tied together. It's just it's a worry in my head of that this is just going to continue. Yeah, when it already kind of feels a bit off, and it already felt a bit off back in Quantum Mania. The the yeah. the regular king just by himself was overall fine. He should, could have maybe been a little more since he was supposed to be the king. A yeah. little more crazy. The he who he who remains. I loved he who remains. Me too. Um, like portrayal. I thought that was great, and that one made sense as the bit more silly kind yeah. of out there. He was a guy locked away in a castle by himself, kind of mentally going out there. That one made sense. Victor Timely just. It's not even like an old timey accent. Yeah. Like if he was just doing like an old timey accent, like a like old timey radio voice speaking, like that kind of way. I'd be fine with it, but it, with like the like stutter and the the speech pattern he's going for, it just it doesn't hit. It does. It doesn't hit for me. Yeah, I'm on the other side. Yeah, and that's why we have two perspectives. Honestly, yeah, no, honestly, and that's good. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I've heard that, and I've heard that elsewhere. Like, there's a lot of people on my side, but then there's a lot of people who are loving the portrayal yeah. as well. Um. So yeah, so let's so kind of talked about just obviously so victor timely coming and that's a big thing that happened in these episodes um how did you like what they did with victor timely we could kind of talk about his whole so we've kind of talked about the introduction to him with the, this acting but what they did with sylvie and miss minutes at the end of episode three and then obviously the big thing that happens at the end of episode four how what did you is this what you thought was gonna kind of be going on with Victor Timely? Are you disappointed? Do you like uh, what they did? I I gotta say, I'm confused. 
uh, but like in a good way, because like they introduced Victor Timely to be the next He Who Remains, right? And like it was He Who Remains' plan to give it to this version of himself, and then uh, he'll grow up to be, you know, the all all end be all conqueror, you know. But then in the end of the most recent episode, it kind of just changes yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> We got spaghetti. Yeah, and it was oh my god! Episode four was amazing. Um, no, absolutely. But uh, like the entire episode contradicts every idea I've had for the past three episodes, and now I'm kind of just in this really cool state of confusion, and I'm excited to see where it spins off from here. But um, I think Victor Timely is a cool character, you know, in my opinion, but um, there is just that. I don't know how he could become he who remains because he kind of seems like a completely different person, uh, which is interesting. Um, And if he does, I wonder what changes for him that he gets to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So kind of right after watching it, I was right there with you because obviously episode three is all about, we see Miss Minutes, we see Ravona, they give the TVA handbook to a young Victor Timely on the sacred timeline, which I think is what's important here. Yep. The, the kind of key point I've seen is the original Victor Timely was on the sacred timeline. Yeah. By the time Loki and Mobius find him from the Quantumania post credit scene and that introduction and all that, we're now on a branch timeline. Yeah. And then kind of wrapping back around to he who remains in the plan, we know all the King variants are supposed to be from branch timelines. That's why he was keeping the sacred timeline the way it was. So the original Victor Timely being on the sacred timeline is important because that's maybe not a King variant at that point. And... But clearly part of He Who Remains' plans was to give him this book, because it's literally what he told Miss Minutes and Ravona to do. Right. I am on the now the track of this is all the plan. That this okay. it's it's all an Ouroboros, it's all this kind of idea of it all ties back together, the end is the beginning and all that. And he who remains dying, sending Miss Minutes and Ravona to give the book to a Victor Timely on the sacred timeline. Creates the first branch, creates the first Kang variant, who then goes to the TVA, who save it and all this, and the spaghettification of Victor Timely there at the end was the intended purpose of that character. That's what he here remains once, kind of in an opposite way of what we saw happen with Loki at the beginning, episode one. Okay. Loki's all his essentially essence was pulled out of the timeline into the one Loki we have to stop the time splitting. I think what we just witnessed happen with Victor Timely is Kang's temporal essence spread out into all the timelines. And that is what sends all the variants out there. That's what starts the multiversal war. That's what reincarnates the one that will become he who remains. So it wasn't Victor Timely that he is going to become Hero Maids, but Victor Timely is who makes all the variants. Okay. That's That's where I am. That's a great... Hey, I I believe it. 
if that yeah. happens, that that's fire. The other idea is the whole plan is messed up, and that was never supposed to happen. Yeah, but I I, I think there's more going. I think they're gonna make it to more of he who remains knew what was going on the whole time. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, no. I mean, he knows everything. He knows how everything's supposed to play out. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, I really liked the the end there where they. It looked like they were going to give Victor time with his hero moment. Yeah. And I thought that tied nicely with the end of episode three when Sylvie was about to kill Victor Timely. Yeah. And he basically looked at her and told her, you don't know who I am. Yeah. You keep saying I'm going to become this person that has done all these horrible things. And it's the exact argument Sylvie and Loki have given the whole time. Just because right. they're Loki variants, that doesn't mean they're bad. They're bad people. Right. And so then to kind of have him wrap around and to give him this hero moment, he's the one that's going to go out there and save the day and put all, I thought it tied really nicely into actually making this version truly a good guy. Victor right. Timely was a good guy. He was not a villain, which is another reason why I don't think he was meant to become Eager Remains. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I could I could see that for sure. Yeah, uh, let's talk Miss Minutes. Oh, what, yes. What do you what do you think about or like or dislike about what's going on with Miss Minutes? Uh, I uh, these episodes because we got a lot here in episode three and four. In particular. Yeah, I think Miss Minutes is like an evolved form of whatever she was originally, maybe. Um. And then she's kind of just like this really frightening, disturbing character that has problems um, mentally. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of cool likes to see death a lot. Yeah, she does like death a lot. And, you know, we were talking about her being a, you know, facade, you know, her just not being her. Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes is a character that they're putting on that could potentially be a different character. Like Death. Just I'm I'm doubling down yeah. on that theory, yeah. by the way. It, yeah, like, I mean, from what I've episodes, seen, yeah, for sure. Like Yeah. I mean basically my thought is they're giving the Thanos death relationship from the comics to yep. King. And, and I would I would see that happening for sure. Yeah. With especially what's happened in episode four. Like there's no there's no way. Yeah, the way she's something smiling as yeah. she's murdering that group of people yeah. in the cube. Yeah, that I scene mean, was crazy. Yeah, by yeah, the way, talking about great acting, the yeah. actor for B fifteen and the actor for X five, yep. the two sides of that, because obviously Disney does not show a group of people getting crushed in a cube. Right. Um, instead, when it's first happening, we're watching X 5s face. Yeah, and the acting there, you clear like the anguish on him, like yep. fantastic. And then when B fifteen walks into the room after, and the, her fate, it's just like those yep. two actors just so how yeah. horrible that was. Nothing was shown, yet everything was like shown. If that makes sense, like it was, it was perfect. If I yep. were, if I would call that scene perfect, no, I agree. Yep. And yeah, and that once again, the acting, acting. Yep. Mostly, let's see, for me, mostly across the board. Yeah. That's been great. Jonathan Majors has been hit and miss for me. But other than that, 
just across the board. Yeah, great. for me, they're shooting 100, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for the most part, we're on the same track there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doubled down on she's somehow, like, the, she will become the personification. Oh, yeah. I'm there with Which you. also makes sense with time, right? Yeah, like, it does. time is up and death. And I think when we eventually see, and we already know Kang conquers a big beast in Elias. Yeah. So why couldn't he work with and tempt death? Right. And maybe that's why he also has to do the cycle of the multiversal war over and over and over again is because that's how he satiates death. That's him trying to, just like in Thanos originally, why he wanted to snap half the universe was to essentially impress death. What if this is Kang's version of, I'm just going to keep killing the universe over and over again. It's it's a possibility. It is. And I think it would explain um, Miss Minutes acting out um, because now that she's not getting like if she is deaf, she's not getting the souls that they need. So that's why they're acting all weird now. Well, and what if, so, you know, in episode three with the really creepy, I can be your girl part where she says yeah. the one thing King never let her have was a real a body. body. Yeah. What if that's not because it was for a relationship reason, but it's if because, he, because that would let out that persona of death. Oh. He's controlled it. He's he's just like locked Elias. A he form. controlled Elias. He locked it in a form, okay, so yeah. he can have it with him at all times. Yeah. But if he lets her have a body, it's, it's not that it, it lets that out. Yeah. And maybe that's not great for what he because King wants control. Oh, he yeah, might be sure. trying to impress death, but he still wants control. Yep. So I, that possibly could be how Miss Minutes, why Miss Minutes really can't have a body. That- Hey, that works. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. that just came to me. Yeah. That, like, as we were talking about this, so. Some sense of, um, like, Kang is controlling her in some way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's talk the end of episode four. Or actually, no, before we get to the end of episode four, let's talk OB. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, I've heard a lot of crazy things about possibly what's people theorizing who Obi really is and mm-hmm. this and that and what's going on with this character. Right, what are you thinking about Obi? I mean, um, besides that, I think he's a really cool actor. I, I mean, a uh, uh, character and his actors playing him very well. Um, I, I mean, I said it in our first discussion about the show that I think he's going to be a very, very important person to Kang and, or could be a Kang variant himself and without knowing it. <laughs> and um he's clearly very important and is structurally sound to the TVA like connected to it he's never had his mind erased he's never he's never done anything bad but he's always there it's very interesting to me um and even that moment of when Victor Timely meets uh OB and then they both go like, oh, it's like a snake biting himself. And then he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> and yeah, oh, yeah. it's interesting. And I, I think that moment's very important because Obi says he learned everything from 
from Victor Timely. Yes. Which also makes things weird now that Victor Timely literally just got spaghettified. Right. So how did he read the readings and this and that? And I think this is where we're getting into that whole grandfather paradox. Um, but I know a lot of people have been throwing out, as you kind of mentioned there, the Kang variant. And in yeah. particular, a Kang variant called Mr. Griffin okay. is who Obi is going to end up being. Uh, Mr. Griffin essentially was an OBS character. He um, kind of businessman. He actually in kind of bought Avengers Tower and the comic book storyline, which we actually saw a teaser for in last season in The Void at the End of the World. Um, so I, I've seen this theory thrown out there a lot of Mr. Griffin being who Obi is going to be and that he is a Kang variant and all this stuff. I've also heard another theory I like of why Obi seems like he hasn't lost his memory. Maybe he actually did. And with the ending of episode four and what potentially could be happening there, the big kind of thing of why we think Obi didn't lose his memory is because he remembered meeting Mobius. And then Loki. And then Loki. And obviously, but... The the Loki stuff maybe just happened because it was happening exactly at that time was happening. But the Mobius, maybe at a point later in the show, Mobius is the one who travels back and meets an earlier version of Obi. Mm, and okay. Bef- and that's why. So before Mobius's, Mobius's mind gets wiped at some point. Or actually, no. Mobius's mind has been wiped. Obi's mind has been wiped. All of that. Yeah. And... Mobius somehow travels back, meets Obi, and essentially that's the meeting. So the present Mobius didn't remember that, but the present, you you, you get what I'm saying. For sure. That kind of situation. So maybe he's not, maybe he really is just an Obi. I would like him to end up being a a bigger scenario. I just don't know if a Kang variant would make him upset. Yeah, me too. I I think there's definitely a, a plot line uh, for him to be a, like a really big, important role in like the, the peak of the show. But um, a, a Kang variant is a stretch, but I mean, it's a stretch that I think can happen, but I think it's a stretch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been the, the past couple of days after the end of episode four and all the craziest people are throwing out things all over the place with the, who could be who's variant and this yeah. and that I've even heard theories of mobius being variants of characters interesting um i've a lot of people are just trying to say like oh maybe he's a loki variant uh i heard it was beyond the trailer watching uh, grace reynolds breakdown she threw out the idea of maybe even like a thor variant interesting or kind of the surfer dude vibes (laughs) like thor is yeah um so just kind of i kind of hope they don't go down the route of everyone's a variant yeah me too of of everyone else, I hope some of these characters are just themselves. Yeah, me too. So, I completely agree. So that it that's kind of where I'm like, I want Obi just to be a really cool character and can become yeah. important and all this. I don't think he needs to be a king bear. I completely agree. But you were saying something. Uh, yeah, it's just like I think it could be cool for some characters to have some like variant relation, but I don't think it needs to be this person is this person and this person is this person and this person is like, that's just kind of lazy writing in my opinion. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. All right. So I think the last thing with the Loki episodes for us to discuss is the ending. 
Yeah. Uh, the very end, they fail. <laughs> yes, Victor they do. Timely gets turned into spaghetti. The temporal loom blows up. We Loki's see crying. a big white flash, and the episode ends. Yep. I mean, we ended last season on a big cliffhanger in episode four. That was when Loki and Mobius both got pruned in that episode. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen here in the last two episodes? Um, well, let me first just say, episode fours for the Marvel TV shows have always gone crazy. Um, I don't know why they choose episode four every time. It, it's kind of like the normal TV shows, like normal penultimate yeah. episode. Marvel yeah. just does it in the second to last episode. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and I like it. Um, but for this storyline, I legitimately have no idea what's going to happen in like the best way possible. But I have some like theories where it's like it blows up. But it kind of just heals itself, if that makes sense. Um, so one of my theories is Victor Timely is carrying the machine that can fix the loom, right? And that little thingy majiggy that he was like his prototype, his like ultimate work or whatever, it like which totally is just his core from Quantum right, Medium, right? Exactly. My theory is the thing blows up, but the core thing that he had attached to the thing that they were going to attach to the loom it still activates when the temporal energy hits it saving the TVA while also sending whatever signals it needs to and holding in that temporal energy if that makes sense Um, and then from there which I guess could connect to what you were thinking is like Victor Timely's DNA mixes with that temporal energy and then it activates all the Kang variants. That would be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's, that's basically my thought. Like what if it, it was all planned and it was supposed to explode, but the thing activates when the thing explodes and all the energy goes into it. That would be, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think this was all planned. Yeah. I think this is exactly how he who remains wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is the kickoff point for the multiversal war. Yeah. I think, I think this is what needed to happen. Like, yeah, we had the branch timelines happening. We started to see that. We hadn't seen the chaos yet. Right. I know we had multiverse of madness and ooh, it's all yeah. crazy. No, this is the craziness. Yeah. This is the point where everything gets crazy. Um, and I think. Once again, going back to Ouroboros and the idea, I think this whole season is all about Ouroboros is the end is the beginning. This is the end of the TVA. Right. It's going to restart at this point. I think we just saw them basically hitting the reset point. Okay. And this is all of a sudden where all of them will start getting recruited into the TVA originally. But I think this time, instead of King doing it, it's Loki. Interesting. And that's the difference. And he's basically going to start rebuilding the TVA. And I think that's where, like, we go back to the trailer and the time slipping to the uh, jet skis. Yeah. I think that could be him going to get Mobius to rejoin the TVA. Okay. I I could see this. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's just kind of been a reset point 
But maybe it's something with the fact that Loki's essence got pulled out of the timeline. Mm -hmm. That's going to throw off the plans. Because clearly, with them telling the story now, things aren't going to go how everything has always gone. Right. So I think maybe it was that moment. And maybe that's where OB comes in. Maybe OB kind of knew that it would mess up the plan. And that's why he did it. Something along those lines, I don't know. But I, I think that something there with Loki is going to cause things to change. And then also Loki, thinking of change in characters, Loki maybe hasn't changed as much as everyone thinks he has. And maybe this is his way to finally rule something. He wants to be the He wants to be the king. Yeah, and by creating the TVA and being in charge and ruling over, like he said to Sylvie in this episode, they are gods. It's true, and maybe this is him finally taking his domain, and he believes this is his glorious purpose to call back to season one is now to take over the TVA and be in charge, and not to kill everyone like Kang and he who remains was doing, but to rule and kind of oversee. I could see that. I think I I also feel like that would be kind of like a a weird twist for me um because it feels like Loki kind of has this like really big character development um going well, on. Yeah, like, like I said, but not in a bad way. Like oh, a yeah. good way that he's ruling, but he finally gets his ruling but in a good sense. Okay. Doing no, something. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think not not like yeah. doing it in a malicious way. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Him um, wanting to save everyone instead of hurt everyone. It, yeah, that would but he change. finally gets what he always wanted, which is to rule over right. something. Right. But he's doing it in a positive way to help. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that maybe threw off the plan was Ravona getting pruned. Oh, at yeah. At the end. Like, the because maybe that also... I think things are happening, and once again, why we're seeing this version, things are happening that are going to change the course of how this normally has played out. Right. And Miss Minutes getting uh, reset, I feel like, wasn't supposed to happen. And it seems like... uh, It almost seems like something was let out the moment she was uh, reset, when she entered that, like, glitched like dark state and she said you'll never be him in that like raspy glitchy voice and then she disappeared i think that's a very interesting moment because if they are resetting and and this the end is the beginning then that's an interesting like kind of way to activate her character again and maybe it'll have some ramifications for her reboot itself yeah all right. Um, anything else about Loki before we move on to Spider Man? Um, yes. The um, the uh, the thing that deactivates all abilities and like spectral power or whatever, um, in the TVA got turned off. Um, there's a ton of artifacts and like magical items and oh, yeah. infinity, oh, stones. infinity stones. Yeah, like. What happens there? Like, do they use them? Do they not use them? Is there a chance that that's what saves the TVA? Like, who knows? That's what I'm thinking. 
because the moment they said the magic was turned back on, I was like, okay, they have the powers back. <gasps> but wait, the paperweights. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Like, that I, didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, and I was like, wow. that I mean, if I was writing it, that's I would use that. But, I mean, I'm not. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, let's jump on over to Spider-Man 2. Okay. Um, so, yeah. It obviously, as with all things, we're full spoilers. So, if you have not fully played through the game, just be aware of that. Um, we have both completed the game. We have. Um, I, in fact, I had the platinum trophy by the end of the first weekend. Sheesh. <laughs> I, I'm going to get it tomorrow. I marathoned it. Um, it's really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But let's, let's just start. General thoughts. How did you like it? Oh, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, it is such a crazy ride emotionally and like physically and like you're just man there is so much going on in that game that really culminates really well in my opinion um that like i felt like every character had their moments to shine and every character was thought out well and played well with each other i thought that all the new game elements that were new played really well with all of the classic game elements and it felt like a complete version of the game really um it kind of felt like um the first game and like the miles game were kind of just like practice for this game like it seemed like this game was like they really mastered their craft on this game that's genuinely what i got the conclusion of um Characters that I didn't expect to pop up popped up. Uh, things that happened in the story that I there were so many moments in like I was streaming this whole thing, so there are so many moments where I'm just like jaw dropped. Like I did not expect that. I did not expect this. Like I can't believe this is happening right now. Like I think just that fact alone that I could just sit there for hours and hours and be constantly surprised and happy with everything that kept happening. Amazing. Amazing. Some might say spectacular. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm 10 out of 10. This is like yeah. as close to a perfect video game. My, I totally. It, in my eyes, as, as yeah. that's been like, and like, that's coming off of things like God, God of God War. War right. Yeah. That's coming off of just, oh, they're just amazing. I put this above them all. Yeah. This like, is the, this. I said it, game of the century. I I said top five all time might even be top two. It might it might have jumped to like my number, my favorite game. Yeah, like, like I, that dethroning that Kingdom Hearts, which has been yeah. there for like just as a series, mm -hmm. like been there since the first game. Like that's right. been my number one game, and the, I think I think Spider Man, the Insomniac Spider Man series, with this one topping the cake, has officially dethroned. Yeah, for me, like it's, it's I can't crazy. stop thinking about things that they've done and yeah. like parts of the story that hit and just the the way characters are. And as you said, like just surprises around every corner and every little detail and all the side stuff is just as good and interesting yep. and it, every little bit of it. And the world's bigger, but it yeah. doesn't 
it's not te- nothing's tedious in the game and even like collecting everything like they cleaned up the way that like even all the side stuff did and it just all feels great and it right. and the the storytelling and what they did with the story was just fantastic phenomenal just, so yeah just in general just one of the greatest experiences i've ever had ever playing a video game ever, ever. Um, so let's jump in because we've kind of referenced and hinted at moments and I just want to kind of hit, I, I, obviously there's way too much in this game for us to in really one, in one hour, yeah. every little yeah. thing. So I just want us each to kind of give off some of these kind of moments from the story. We can jump around in the story. We talk about a character. We talk about things that happen. And I'm going to start off with just my favorite moment. The thing that had my jaw dropped the most. And also then something afterwards, I was like, why didn't I think this was going to happen? But that was when Peter gets anti-venom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, when that happened and the sequence of Miles going in with Martin Lee and the redemption of Martin Lee's character through this. Preach. And when when he came out of that and Peter was in the anti-venom suit, I was just mind blown. I was like, I did not expect this to go. I did not expect us to get anti venom yeah. in this game. Me and too. it worked so perfectly the way it was done. And then when I thought about it, I was like, of course, they're not doing Eddie Brock. They told us that. Yeah. Like, we know it's not going to be Eddie Brock. So Peter had the symbiote on him. Yep. The, they kept referencing, oh, there might still be some in it. And it just didn't click in my head that, oh, hey, we also have Martin Lee, who yep. in the comics, it's Martin Lee curing Eddie Brock of cancer. Yeah. And then the symbiote reattaching to him that then creates anti-venom. And I was like, why didn't I think that this was coming? I didn't, but it was awesome. I and had, I loved it. And it was so cool. I had the exact same experience. Like, literally. I was, I sat there and was like, how did I not expect this? Like, but like, at the same time, I think there's even a clip of it on my channel. Um, I was like about to cry because I was so excited. <laughs> like I was, yeah. I was ecstatic. Like it was so, it was like so in your face. Like this was about to happen, but like you're in the during the experience, you don't expect it at all. Like no. the, all of the ingredients are there, but you didn't know that that was the cake that you were about to make. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so cool, and I feel like there's so many other moments like that. Um. Like for me, um, when Harry and Venom are like first joined, and you think you're about to fight Harry, Harry Venom combined with Peter um, in Oscorp, and it turns out Peter gets knocked out, and you're in control of Raging Venom. I was mind blown at that fact. I was. Out of this world, because Venom, if listeners know, that is one of probably top three Marvel villains, anti-heroes, whatever, on my list of all time. I have a pop figure up here, I have a Lego head of his over there, I have a poster over there. I mean, I was, I want a Venom game now, I will say. Um, That was enough of a taste that I will spend $200 on a Venom game if I have to. (laughs) But... It was phenomenal, and I think the way they weaved it in to the story 
just was perfect. I mean, it was a great introduction to the character. It cleaned off the 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 other half of the game where, you know, uh Craven was the the big bad and he's not anymore, so what do you do with him? You let Venom finish him off and become the big bad. I think that was perfect. He yeah. That was a no, big I, I agree. I, I was yeah. not expecting to control Venom or yeah. play as Venom. It was awesome. And then after that, the way the world has changed that. Oh, yeah. That, and where the, the second half of the story where the world is just covered in symbiotes. Yes. People are being changed into symbiotes. And that whole section of the game, uh, that and that's obviously where the anti-Venom and all yeah. that comes into play is to help take care of all that. That basically from that point, I was just so... And that's why I ended up planning trophy and just finishing the game right. in like a day and a half. Is because once I hit that point, it's like I can't stop. Hey, if I, I didn't have to, to stick going. to a schedule, I, I would have gone. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, see that, and that's why I didn't stream it or yeah. anything like that. It's like I just need to play this. Hey, game. I respect that. Oh, but yeah. And so now, um, I will I say. Cr- oh, hold on. Oh. Uh, sorry, I don't yeah. mean to cut you off, but I have a, a about that second half and all the symbiotes. Those are those are all references. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but like Riot and um, uh, I can't remember the rest of them. But Riot's the one I remember the I most. I was just watching actually a video that made. Oh really? Them. Um, oh, um, like but, I, I was yeah. watching like something about all the vi- the symbiotes. Yeah, today, and like and I like forgot the, all the, the direct reference. Another crazy moment when Harry transforms MJ into Scream. Oh my god! Oh yeah, no, the and, wind scream popped up. I was yeah. Like, I can't believe this is happening right? here. And like, and like that boss fight was so emotional and everything. And like, it was also unique. And oh my gosh. I mean. So yeah, Scream, Riot, Phage, Agony, and Lasher. Yes. So yeah, the various colors are obviously the different ones. So the big, the, the Titan one was referenced the Riot. Um, Phage, I believe, were the red ones. And Lash was uh, the green Agony one. is the purple. Lash and green. Lash was the ones with like the tongue. Yeah, no, uh, I think Lash they were was red. No, Lash was green, right? Well, Lash was green, but I think like the powers were the ones that would like lash. Oh, out okay. Get... Oh, I, I guess actually those are different. Those are yeah, two they are different. Ones. Yeah, they had the green ones that exploded on you yeah. too. Um, so who was the tongue one? I have no idea. Maybe I guess that was just replacing Scream since Scream oh, okay. was actually in the game. Yeah, because yeah, Scream uses hair to grab you anyway, so. Yeah, so yeah. I guess I guess that was just the replacement of Scream, yeah. or maybe that was because yeah, Phage was yeah, because Phage is red, red and yeah. like orange, um, which was like the the yellowy ones that yeah. you fought. Uh, Agony was the purple, the, the purple guys that shot you. Last year, yeah, would be the ones that exploded on you. Yeah, uh, right at the tanks. Yeah, I guess I guess the red ones were just Scream's yeah. replacement. Um, but yeah, no, the Scream boss fight blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, every fight boss blew my mind. I'll be real. I mean, even from the jump, like the the tutorial mission, you and Sand, Peter, Sandman. yeah, Miles and Peter are just going against Sandman to start the game. You're, you're flying across the city with when he punches you. I mean, like what a way, what a way to start the game. No, I want to talk Craven though, because okay. obviously, like we've been talking Venom and the symbiotes and Craven worked so well so in the well. game so and well. the way it the villains they picked here 
And we talked last episode of like villains we want to see and how they not reveal in. We basically only got, I mean, obviously the symbiote stuff and how much that was in was obviously kind of the big secret and what right. was eventually revealed. But for the most part, we actually knew the villains in the game. Yeah. Uh, Lizard, um, Lizard being one, Venom being one, and Craven kind of being the big ones. Right. Sandman, obviously, kind of being the, the hidden at the beginning. And then how much of the symbiote world was revealed at the end. Yeah. Um, but man, Craven was awesome. He was phenomenal. I yeah. like I I I even said when I was playing, I was like, I wanna learn more about Craven now. Like I wanna read some Craven comics. Like this is crazy. No, it it was uh, like the it worked so well with like the hunt and why he yep. was interested and then he got interested in the symbiote and eventually led to more and more things happening. And it gave villains from the last game redemption like tombstone the yeah fact that tombstone got like redemption in this like but what's funny is with how cool craven was i was like in my in my head i was like man that craven movie that they're making is gonna suck yeah yeah i <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh my god we actually had this conversation <laughs> on my stream actually we were talking about it we were like yeah this there's no way this this right here is the craven movie like this is it you can't do it better in my opinion yeah you can't. No, and and that and that was it. And I was just like, man, that that was just in my head. I was like, this is too good. And then that Craven movie's gonna come out, and it's just gonna be yep. bad. Yep. <laughs> it's just not gonna be good compared to this. There's no uh, way. because it it was just great, and the missions around it. And I mentioned Tombstone, so I'll bring up kind of what my other moment I really want to talk about. When Harry shows up in Agent Venom's, costume, oh my gosh, I was just like. Such At first, moment. I was like, are we really just going to let Harry be Agent Venom and, like, it's going to resolve and that's going to kind of be the way? Because it's like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, when he showed up, he was using the suit. It was all good. I was like, maybe this goes very different than how we thought it. Maybe it is. We mentioned at a point questioning who was in the Venom symbiote. Yeah. Uh, and all that. And throughout the idea that maybe it was Peter. And I was like, maybe it does end up being Peter being the villain. And maybe... Um, kind of Harry as Agent Venom and Miles are the ones that have to save him. I started kind of going down the thought process. Yeah, that could Me too. happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little sad that that um, obviously what happens at the end and all that that we might not get more of Agent Venom. Yeah, Harry. I hope we do, but I I think it's very unlikely that we do. Uh, I think for story's sake, it made sense that it progressed so quickly from him using the powers to the powers starting to use him. Um, and then, but I, I, I agree. I wish we got more agent venom for sure. Cause it was so cool to have that on screen and fighting with you and seeing that it was, it was so dope. It was so dope. Yeah. Um, trying to think of like there's one other moment in my head that popped oh, up before well, we get to like, for me, the next, the, next. the big moment was the end of Agent Venom when uh, Peter gets stabbed by Craven, and then um, Harry's kind of yeah when Harry's kind of going crazy, and he's like, "You killed my best friend," and he's like, really like giving Craven the business while Peter is like slowly fading away, and then he finally decides to just kind of passively hand over the symbiote to Peter and that moment 
of like pure shock when the suit envelops you and you go into Spartan rage mode for the first time. And that moment was crazy. Like the, the emotions that you felt just, Oh my God, is, is Peter Parker about to die? Like no way. And then you think, okay, he's going to get the symbiote suit right now. I, I honestly thought like they might've, and, yeah. and like that Harry kind of like became the one in the symbiote yeah. suit. And like, I thought once again, I thought that was a path they could take. I was like, they might be killing Peter Parker here. And, and I was it like, becomes Harry. it's a Miles Morales story. Like it yeah. could be the end of Peter Parker. Yeah, because well, because it could have been Harry all of a sudden maybe takes over as Spider Man in the black suit yeah. that we mm-hmm. had seen them show. There was nothing that said that had to be Peter in yeah. that, and then eventually that turns into Venom, and yeah, then Miles is the one that has to take over. Obviously, they they didn't kill off Peter, yeah. but it did. It crossed my mind. Yeah. I really thought he could have died there. Me too, and I I was prepared to cry. <laughs> yeah, if so. Uh, no, the other moment I thought of was the Miles versus Peter boss fight. Oh my gosh. Phenomenal um, boss fight. Throughout throughout that whole boss fight, I was like, when is Venom popping out? Yeah. Like, when is Peter just going to go full Venom in this? And obviously he didn't. Yeah. They, they held that. He, he stayed in the symbiote suit. It kind of stayed natural to the story. But throughout that fight, I was just like, this is where Peter becomes Venom. Yep. Th- this is where it goes full Venom. And it always kept teetering there, but then obviously it works because then right after that, it gets back on Harry and it goes yeah. full Venom. So it, it all worked out, but I was just like, I, w- I was so ready for Peter to be the one in the Venom suit that I was just like, this is time. This is Me too. Happening. And um, in that boss fight, they're like exchanging all those words and it's like Peter's like hatred, like the fake hatred, but like all his dark thoughts are coming out and Miles is like, what? I don't think that way. And he's like trying to bring it back. It's like they crafted the boss fights so well that I feel like most games don't do that as much where you're, you're in a boss fight. You're in a boss fight. Like nothing's really being said. You're just really focused. But like, I will say with like God of war, for example, they do that really well too, where plot is interwoven with the fight that you're doing. And I think for all of the boss fights, it's done um, immaculately. Like you're experiencing yeah. a story while you're you're going crazy. You know, it's it's the true evolution of video game storytelling. Yeah. It's not just you're fighting something to fight something. Right. It's part of the story. Absolutely. Um. All right. And I'll give one last thought, and we'll get into the kind of the what's. Well, actually, no. There's what two things I want to talk about. One, mm-hmm. MJ. Oh yeah. It, I know some people are hating on that the MJ missions are back. One, they did them much better. They I weren't will. just pure stealth. Yeah. And just, she is part of the team and is an awesome character. Yeah. I'm glad that she had her moments to shine. She was such a big part of the story. She was. And her and Peter's relationship and everything and the stuff that was going on between them and just. I want, I want to give a shout out to MJ oh, character because yeah. I think they they killed it and her parts were fun to play this time. I will say I didn't like the first two that much. Like I liked them, but like it, I would rather play other characters, you know. Um, but then you know something changes and then it starts getting really really fun to play as MJ, and I'm like, okay, I see With this. Giving her the gun, yeah. <laughs> It helped a lot. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely, and obviously they didn't want to give that 
fully to her till the very end. Like, yeah. you had it as, like, a stun gun in the first part. But even then, like, I wasn't, like, super stealthy in those. I was, oh, like, yeah. running up to them. And I was like, they did not make it so you had to be incredibly stealthy. Right. It'd be nice if maybe she could take more than one hit or something yeah. like that. That's the one thing I would say, but like be able to fight I, back. I liked bit. them much better than the first game. Yeah, I will say I agree. Like there, there was it that one mission where she first got the stun gun. It took me a little while. I'm not gonna lie. It took me some tries, but it got me frustrated. But like in a good way. Like in the last game, I was like, okay, I don't want to do this at all. But this game, I was like, okay, I'm ready to try this again. I, I'm enjoying yep. what I'm doing. Um, they they definitely stepped it up for the MJ missions and made her character feel even better than than last game. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, then I think the next big moment, um, and will I think transfer nicely into what's next is the final boss fight. Oh yeah. Um, when Venom sprouted those wings, King Venom, I was just like, I once again one of those things I can't believe we're yeah, getting this. Me too. I can't believe we're getting this in this game. Me and too. What a cool fight where it's switching between Miles and Peter and you're fighting him with both of them and oh it's such a good fight. It just it's amazing. Down. It is it's just like it's everything I thought the game would be and way more. <laughs> and way more. And man, just like the emotional roller coaster of even like Miles just trying to preach to Harry that he's here to save him because he's Pete's best friend. And like, and Harry is just like, you were just a replacement. You were, you know, he tried to m- make a new me for you, with you. And that, the, like, again, the storytelling in a boss fight is just. Well, and Miles was feeling that when Peter and Harry, when he was Agent Venom, were kind of off and doing everything. He was feeling like he was just a replacement, and now that Harry was there. So, like, it spoke to what the story had already kind of set up, and it was like, and shout-outs to Miles for being like, no, I know that's not the case. I know that's not what it is. And it's just like, oh my god, his character was done amazingly well. Miles Miles was the MVP of the story. I mean, oh, absolutely. like, like obviously the end of the game is like, it's supposed to become Miles' story, but it was done in such a way that it was just like, wow, you're really seeing Miles just become this like true embodiment of what it means to be a hero. And like, he is Spider-Man, you know, he is all the best things about Peter Parker and more. And it's just yeah. incredible. Yeah, so let's, before we jump into talking about what's next, I I have to ask this of you so that I don't say stuff, because you said you don't have the platinum. What side content have you finished? Okay, I have done, I'm halfway through the flame missions, like I just fought uh, Yuri. Okay, so there, there's just there's one thing I can't yeah. say right there. Okay, oh, with, with the ending of the flame missions. I haven't done any of the symbiote stuff around the map. I am halfway done collecting the spider bots. I haven't done any of the the robot bird missions, side missions. Um, I haven't done any Mysterio missions. I've pretty much left it all for content. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, so fair. So yeah. most. Uh, so I'll just. I, I did, however, do the uh, the app side missions, and they were all great. They were all sad and like made me feel things. Uh, the what's his name? The pigeon Howard? guy. Howard. Howard. Yeah. Oh my god, the Howard mission. Yeah. I was just like, come on, Insomniac. Yeah. How are you throwing this in this game here? Um, all right, but so then to tease for the audience and for you and we can talk about this down the line. Mm-hmm. The end of the flame mission, um, I think that's gonna lead into a DLC. Okay. I'll say that right now. I think things that happen there and things that are hinted, I think that comes in DLC. So when you okay. see the end, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. And then the end of the bots in particular, like uh, these were the two that I I really The spider about. bots or like the bird bots? Spider bots, yeah, okay. spider bots. Um, just a, a really cool, really cool ending okay. to the spider bots and where that is. And, um, the ramifications of the ending of that one, we will have to talk about that once you have seen okay. it, uh, in particular, cause that could go so many ways. I'm doing it all tomorrow. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. But let's, let's talk what we think is coming next. So. Oh. Actually, before we do, I actually have one thing to say for my for my fellow weebs out there. The the anime references that were in this game, incredible. <laughs> the uh, yeah. the um, uh, speaking of the Miles versus Peter boss fight, um, there was the Goku Kamehameha slide on Peter's symbiote punch. Um, there was my hero. Bakugo versus Deku when Miles and Peter are fighting mid-air and they're punching each other and Miles electro punches I mean electro pushes up and slams into the ground that's an entire fight scene from My Hero Academia um when Venom is lifting up Craven by the head uh that's Broly versus Goku in the original series um and the Akira slide on MJ when she's talking to Peter in that cave trying to get him out of the symbiosis like connection type thing. Um that was cool. Uh I mean there's a few others that kind of minuscule though and I can't really remember them. But I mean they were incorporated so well. That's all I really have to say. Art inspiring art is always fun to see. Yeah. Alright, so I'll kind of guide this ending discussion and we'll hit a couple teases that they had at the end of the story and we'll talk about what we think. Oh man. So you already kind of mentioned the very end. Peter says he's going to take a break. Yep. He's going to restart the Emily May Foundation that Harry has started up. He's doing it out of his basement. He wants to do good. And Miles is going to kind of take over as the Spider-Man. Yep. Doesn't, he doesn't say like that he's fully retiring. He says he needs some time. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you disagree. I think this just means the next game we get is going to be Miles Morales too. Oh yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Um, with some Peter sprinkled in, and with some other character that just yeah. showed up at the end that just showed up that we'll talk yeah. about uh, when we get to that point. Yes, but we, yes. I mean, kind of go in chronological order of how the the end teased it. Yeah, but that that was my thought because I yeah. mean that's basically what they did for Miles Morales one. Oh yeah, Peter sure. went off on a work trip with with MJ, MJ. Yep. now he's gonna kind of be off his own so i think we're gonna get a mile specific game before we get spider-man 3 yeah which is what i think they teased in the next kind of well i guess with before that and in the next ending um but yeah so you, you're with me you think we're yeah. gonna get a miles morales oh, too for sure i think spider-man 3 is the miles morales too 
Like for sure. I'll say I, I think they're two separate. I think we're getting Miles Morales two. Okay. Just like we got Miles Morales one in between Spider Man one two, and then I think we will get Spider Man three. Okay. Where it's another Peter and Miles adventure. Okay, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, yeah. I, for yeah sure. So I think we're getting both. I think we're going to get yeah. a only Miles game, and then we're going to get another Miles and Peter game. Yeah. No. Um, so going to what I think will, because I think so, the very end scene I think will play out in the Miles game. Yeah. The stuff with Norman Osborn, I think, is being saved for Miles and Peter's. I agree. Three. Yes, I agree. Um, so the big thing, obviously, that's teased there, and it's a villain that we mentioned we wanted to see, or at least teased. Yeah. And we got the tease after Harry. So Harry doesn't die. Harry um, Miles is, is able to bring him back to life. Again, MVP. Miles is yeah. the MVP. And he's in a coma. He's in a coma. He might not. And him. Norman is distraught. Yep. And he calls up for the G serum. The G serum. And you know what so that we're getting means? Goblins. Yes, sir. We're getting yes, goblins. Sir. Um. So yeah. So that's what I think is being safe for Spider-Man Three. I, I think goblins will be Spider-Man. I completely. And agree. I think we will have three Spider People yep. who play in Spider-Man Three. I agree. And um, so I guess my question here, though, is: Do you want Harry Hobgoblin, or should this be just Norman Green Goblin? I, I think, I think it would be kind of tasteless to make Harry the villain again. Um, I could see it for sure, um, but I think they've already gone down that route of. Harry's about on the brink of death. There's only one way to do it. He turns into the bad guy. Spider-Man save his life. And then, you know, he's sick again. I think that's already happened. It's a little played out if they do it again. So I think for my sake, all that rage that Norman's feeling would be a perfect transition for Norman Green Goblin. No, I'm with you. I, I yeah. hope I hope they don't go Harry Hobgoblin, yeah. and I hope like he has to test it on himself first, and yes. that's how he gets Green Goblin, and never gets the Harry. And then maybe once again we can get Agent Venom Harry kind of coming back, which also then could lead to maybe a Venom game down the line. I fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought of something that we'll discuss after all this. That's not completely Spider-Man really, but something that Insomniac has said. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm with you. I, I think Green I think Green Goblin essentially will be the next big bat yeah. for Spider Man. A thousand percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, so then the end scene. So throughout the story, Miles' mom is teasing she has a new boyfriend. Yes. She keeps wanting she keeps wanting Miles to meet him. Miles has to keep doing Spider Man stuff. At the end they finally meet. And not only do we get to see her boyfriend, but we find out he has a daughter. His daughter, her name is Cindy. Cindy and, Moon, yes, or sir. for any Spider-Man fans, Silk. this is Silk. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, very big deal. Um, I'm super excited. I like Silk as a character. I think yep. she's awesome. Um, it's she also, is honestly one of the most powerful spider yeah, people out there, too. Yeah. So... I can't wait to see what they do with this character. And it's just like, again, they threw something into the game that I had no idea was about to happen. Like, completely. I would have put my money on Spider-Gwen over. Yes, I agree. 
I I would have thought it would have was going to be a older police gentleman that was going to walk through that door, and then it was going to be this little blonde girl that was going to walk through the door as well. Captain Stacy. Yep. And, mm-hmm. Um. But once again, and don't want to spoil things. You knowing stuff that happens in some of the side stuff. One of those things where it's like, okay, maybe I could see where this was kind of getting hinted at, but I also saw the end of the game before I finished side stuff. Oh, so there's there's some side stuff that maybe you could have finished that maybe could have led down, kind of like the anti venom route. Like maybe you could have seen it coming. Okay, I don't I don't think you could have ever guessed that this was coming. But yeah. there's one of those things that we'll talk about on our next episode when you finish up the side stuff that. I think could tie into Silk. But this is where okay. I think Miles Morales 2 is going to go. Yeah, I think this is where Silk will be discovering her powers, whatever's going to happen with her, and it's going to kind of be Miles taking the mentorship role for Silk, for Cindy. Yeah. Um, and that's going to set up the third playable character for Spider-Man 3. We'll have Miles, Peter, and Silk all playable. I think it's really cool that they uh, they're willing to take these risks. I think it's really, really cool. They're doing that that classic Marvel thing that we've come to love in this recent era of Marvel, where it's just like insane twist and insane character rework or like story rework, where it just works and it's fantastic to experience. And they've just like compacted it into this really just well put story and i i can't wait to see what comes next off of all these teasers and stuff yeah um do you think we're gonna get a dlc like i said so i think i think the fire storyline is what's going to continue into dlc for this this game Uh um it it kind of i mean you obviously you know yuri's involved with that story makes sense because yuri's story was kind of the past dlc um oh also favorite one the black cat mission oh miles Yeah. And and the the wand and, the teleporting and, Wong, and Wong taking it Wong back notes, to him. Like yeah. when, me oh, and the doctor just got back from Nepal. Yeah, like yeah, such that a was fun cool. scene. No, when where we saw he, the Sanctum was he when the, Yeah, I was just I like, was like, oh my god, is Doctor Strange gonna pop out right now? That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was like, are we actually going to see Doctor Strange yeah. in this? And oh, I, the yeah, debate the debate was real, but it not really. It was it was cool. It was handled well. It was it was cool. But obviously, Black Cat was part of that that DLC stuff. So I, I think we're going to continue that Yuri and where that storyline is teased. Cause I think it fits well with this game. Yeah. And what's already been done. Um, but maybe we get some silk stuff in the DLC also. And maybe she gets kind of teased out a bit more and maybe we start to learn about Cindy a bit uh, in the DLC. Cause also in the DLC, knowing the end of the game, it probably is going to be miles as the main character yeah. in any dlc stories that they do because peter's supposed to be off taking a break yeah um so that'll be that'll be interesting to see what they do with the dlc if peter's playable in it because it would. Of that reason. yeah i um i completely agree um i think for dlc it's definitely gonna happen i feel like it's a full game you know it's not the miles seven hour story game it's a it's a 28 20 22 hour game you know it's it's um but it's perfect i i didn't need to be longer yeah it was, right. it, was it was a perfect round. yeah and it was well done and i think it leaves plenty of room for miles to be the main character of the dlcs and see what branches off from what happened in this game just a little bit more i think i think so 
And Peter's not gone for any of the people that are yeah. Peter Parker fans and don't want to see him. He's not gone. He's just, he's he literally gone. is just taking a break. He's, he's working on his stuff. relationship. He's working on his work work. <laughs> Maybe he ends up with a child and down the line we get, we get Mayday Parker. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's Spider-Man 6. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, they, keep making these games. Insomniac, I, I think I saw a quote where, like, the, the Insomniac people were like, we're down to make five five of these if you guys want them. Like, we'll we'll keep going. True. I mean, if they do a Miles 2 and a Spider-Man 3, that's five. Yeah, it's they true. hit five at that point. Because yeah. the Miles game is a, a true game. Like, it this, is. This one really was Spider-Man 3, but with the way they changed the naming, yeah. And that's why I think we're going to get Miles 2 and then Spider-Man 3. Hey, and I it will also then make sense if we get Silk as the third playable character in Spider-Man 3. Now we have three characters. Yeah. Maybe in 4 we have the fourth character. Maybe that's when Spider-Gwen shows up. Yeah. And that's when <laughs> that's when they enter in the multiverse. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I would guess more uh, probably Agent Venom would probably yeah. come in as another playable character for Spider-Gwen. But who knows? It's, yeah. Insomniac did some crazy things here. They that really do. Predicted. Um, last thing for us to discuss, and then we'll wrap up for today. Insomniac, speaking of this amazing game studio, they have confirmed because they're making another Marvel game. Oh my gosh. They're making Wolverine. I'm, oh, yeah. Could be so good. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm um, beyond. Sorry. Because it seems like they've really mastered their craft with this, this genre. And I, I mean. Flying around in here. No problem. And like, um, Wolverine. Such an iconic character in the Marvel universe. I mean, I mean, when we're talking about Marvel, I mean, the the classic big three was always Spider Man, Wolverine, and the Hulk. I mean, those were the big three. I mean, if they're following that product, uh, if there's a Hulk game in the future, sign yeah. me up. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, they confirmed that it's in the same universe. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's set in the same universe, which makes sense. This yeah. is their world. This is their Marvel world. And there are Easter eggs in the game that point to Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you? There's a major one, a oh, very big Easter egg, but I don't think you've I don't gotten think to it yet. Yeah. I think it's in some side content. You will know when you okay. see it. Um, it's very obvious. Okay. Um, but I loved it. And when, once I saw it, it was one of those things. I was just like, I, I, this, I love this. I love this so much. I can't so, wait. You, I, I want to say, I think it's, it might be part of like the, the drone, the bird. Okay. Drones. It, it, might, it might be a part of that, but I don't remember exactly where it, it came in because yeah. I kind of was just doing all the content at the end together. But th- there's a very, very big direct Easter egg for Wolverine. Okay. Um, you can't miss it. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> that. Um, Speaking, also speaking of Isaac, shout outs to the the Black Panther Wakanda. Oh my gosh! Easter egg. Yes, uh, yeah, that was a great one, and the suit was fire. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, all right, one last thing. So, Green Goblin, we're expecting in Spider Man Three. Kind of same question that we discussed last time. Other villains you want to see? Who who would be your other, else on your wish list in Miles Two or Spider Man Three? I think. I think the fact that Craven killed the Sinister Six, except for um, Doc Ock, really opens the door. Um, uh, uh, but unfortunately for, for me, I have no idea <laughs> who who they're going to follow up with. Uh, yeah, if you got any ideas, 
shoot him. Well, uh, same answer for me as, as yeah. the last. I want to see Noel. No, I think, I think okay. going down the line, seeing Noel as a character in this would be awesome. And then just in my mind, when you mentioned Doc Ock and thinking about that first post credit scene where yeah. Osborne asks him like who the Spider-Men are and he won't tell him. What if down the line we get a superior Spider-Man, Doc Ock taking over the body type situation? I, that, I could see that for sure. I actually spoke uh, when I was live playing the end of the game. We were talking about like, what if in the third game Peter dies or something? And Doc Ock becomes Superior Spider-Man, and that could be an interesting twist to that storyline. Um, but yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I know we could talk about this game a lot more. Yes, we can. <laughs> uh, but we, we we kept it under an hour and a half. I'm proud of us. Hey, look at us. Uh, look at us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so with that, we'll wrap up for today. Um, All right. I mean, just already thinking about next episode, we're gonna have the last two episodes of Loki. Yep, I'm gonna um, finish the game. We're the gonna be side mission. <laughs> his. No, is uh Marvel's out by next episode? It comes out the tenth, right? What is the date? Next episode? Yeah, yeah, it'll be out. Yeah, Actually, so we'll have yeah. the Marvels to talk about. We'll yeah, have the last two episodes of Loki. We'll have yeah. the couple things I've teased about here for the ending of Spider Man that we'll still need to talk about. Yeah. Um. So we got, we got a pretty jam packed episode next. So in between, then where can people see you finishing up the end of Spider Man plot? Tomorrow, uh, so today for them. Listen. Yeah, uh, I will be live on Twitch at a Sacred Skull uh, everywhere. And if you want to talk to me about my takes or discuss Loki or anything, t- tweet at me. Tweet at us at the the podcast Twitter and or my Twitter and or Dylan's Twitter, Derpy Dragon. Yeah, um, really go. We we've gotten we've started getting a few more interactions on um, Twitter. So thank you to those that are doing that. Go follow Indeed. at MediaVerse underscore Pod. Please um, check us out there. Give us more discussion. Um, shout outs uh, to the people that were agreeing with us and having the conversation about uh, Loki's time slipping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if you have any theories and thoughts about Spider Man Two, you finished the game. You've done it. Um, reply on Twitter. Um, Drop yeah. Thank I you also, all for listening. Yeah, I uh, I will I just add if you do follow me on Twitch, I have a Discord uh for my little Twitch community where we do have a Mediaverse podcast discussion channel in my Discord. So if you ever, you know, want to directly link to other podcast listeners in my Discord, go for it. We are we are over there. All right. I think that right. uh wraps it up here ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between. We hope you have a good one. Once again, thank you for listening. Help help spread the podcast. Share Facts. share with your friends. And have a good one. Much love, everyone.